What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? Yeah, man, I'm back. Um, I took a little break, a little hiatus, but you know what I'm saying? I'll never leave you off too long. So I'm back, full force, season three. You know what I mean? Welcome to I Have the Answers podcast. Your host, Daylin. Um, if you haven't been feeling the vibes lately, uh, we're gonna do more politics starting now than football. Uh, I'll always give y'all football because that's you know what I'm saying near and dear to me. But um, yeah, I just started a new wave, so it's, it's gonna be a little bit of mix of politics, sports. You know what I mean? So that's what y'all got looking forward to. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to all the brands um, that I support throughout this pandemic and uh social justice uh reform and police brutality and all you you see what's going on all that was going on so i gotta shout out some people um being their boys club shout out to them for making a shirt all the proceeds went to grassroots organizations trying to cause change um shout out to nike always doing their thing um even if it's minimum and they trying to capitalize off of it um, it's cool, they're still doing their thing, they're still sending a message. Um, LeBron, 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 LeBron. Um, y'all know I go hard for LeBron on the court, but I don't think I talk enough about him off the court, uh, what he does and what he started to help um, voter suppression and all that he's done. So shout out to them. And most importantly, man, most importantly, I'm not going to lie. This last dude almost brought me to tears. As much as I love LeBron, I love this guy 10 times more. Y'all know who I'm talking about, man. Matt Ryan. Shout out to Matt Ryan for actually uh, starting to go fund me, raising money, um, going to the bluff, and, and actually going to neighborhoods that need help. And that money will directly affect those neighborhoods, whatever that looks like. We don't know yet because he's still putting it together. But out of all 32 quarterbacks, um, out of all – the people in the league, I'm glad that my quarterback started action um, and real action, you know, not just talking, not just posting. I actually said, hey, I'm a white guy who doesn't really understand. I'm going to sit down and talk to y'all so I can't understand. I'm also going to raise money for y'all. So shout out to him, man. Um, and that leads me to that brings me into what my podcast is going to be about today is because I've attached myself. I'm proud of myself as well that I have attached myself to things and people that actually stand for something. I've attached myself to things and people that actually stand for something. So I have no problem going hard for a Matt Ryan, LeBron, so forth, so forth. You know what I mean? So, the podcast today, black people, if I can give you a message, um, it's going to be like a two-type thing, two things. Um, everybody knows we're being systematically oppressed. Everybody knows there's different things, strings being pulled to hold us down as a people. And there's two simple things that you can do to kind of counteract that. You're still going to get some of it, but you, you, two things you can do to counteract that. One thing, let's get something straight. Racism is prejudice against a group of people and the system to back it that is a two-part definition to me i'm real heavy on the system to back it if a white person killed a black person or or called them a certain word and they went to jail for it that necessarily isn't racism because they're paying for it we have a problem because 
they're not seeing justice. Obviously, Breonna Taylor's killers are still out there. Um, Ahmaud Aubrey's killers are still out there taking vacations, shopping, just kissing their kids, doing stuff that they should not be doing right now. Um, and that is the system. So what do you do as a black person? You attach yourself to organizations that help you and support your cause. This is our system. As black people, you have to be intentional about who you attach yourself to. This is like HBCUs, Greeks, churches, um, HOAs, homeowner associations. I know that's kind of weird, but stuff like that. I, I always tell people when there's an argument on HBCUs and PWIs and a black person says, well, I can go to a white school and da 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 I, end, I, I really don't like having that argument because that person is not going to see our side. But I end the argument solely off of if something was to happen to you, do you think that that institution would come to bat for you? If something racially happened, do you think that institution, institution would come to bat for you? And when this, and when this social injustice uh, movement first started... Uh, you would see certain schools not speak out. And then you got black kids at these uh, schools saying, well, I want my school to speak. They're a white school. Now you guys are feeling what we're talking about. A lot of people are disappointed in uh, UGA and and other, uh, not just calling UGA out and not, and it was only one aspect of UGA. I'm not going to say act like it was the whole institution, but you got football players uh, want to transfer from schools because they weren't, they felt like they, this is what we've been telling y'all that they felt about you. This is why you go to HBCU because that HBCU will go to bat for change. That HBCU will be your conglomerate, so to speak, to uh, back you up. That that will be your system. So, say a black kid who's from the suburbs who attaches himself to HBCUs. He goes to HBCU, gets into the Greek life. Um, he's in church. You know what I mean. He's backed by uh, churches and stuff like that. That said, black person has a sort of system behind him to where if he does get in a little trouble he can fall back on some people if he does need a little help he can fall back on some people black people we need that attach yourself to organizations that you can fall back on or can speak up for you when you need help when you need some strings pulled in this job or when you need to talk to somebody you got a contract whatever the case may be you need to have a, a group of black people that you can call that are strong enough to hold you up that way as black people we can fight social injustices a key example is um if you go into the courtroom as a black man you should not go in the courtroom alone you you're gonna lose and we'll talk about that later the second part of this is is key too but when you go to the courtroom you need to be on paper saying this is what I look like on paper. I've attached myself to this, Masons, whatever, whatever the organization is, to where the judge says, okay, this is not a regular black person. If he looks on paper and all you did was just go to high school and you work somewhere, you you will be easy. You're easy target. You're easy target. Now, if he looks on the paper and says, oh, he's attached himself to so-and-so and so-and-so, I might not necessarily mess with him because I might get backlash from this group of people who have power. 
when cops pull people over, it's a numbers game. They, I, I said this in one of my other podcasts. Pull 10 people over, I know I'm going to get one. But do you think that they will pull over the car with the bumper ticker, bumper sticker? Um, I mean, obviously, if you're doing something wrong, you're going to get pulled over. But when they're playing the numbers game, when they're just doing whatever and they're messing with you, if you have certain stuff on you, do you think a cop in a certain area? Now, obviously, if you're in a racist, racist, racist part of town, that might tick them off. But if you're in Atlanta or big city, Houston, um, California, something it's a bit Dallas in Texas because Dallas is kind of, you know what I mean? If you're somewhere like that and you're attached to certain groups, do you think that cop will look at the bumper sticker and say, mm, I want to put him? No, he's not because he's going to say, well, he's attached to them. I'm going to just play my, I'm going to play my numbers game with somebody else who's not attached to those organizations. So if I can stress to you right now to make a change in your life, it is attach yourself to groups and organizations. Okay, they will help you out. Those are your that is your system to combat the systematic oppression that you're going through. Fall back on them. Use them. Okay. The second part of this this solution, I I guess you will, to fight systematic oppression. We start in uh, uh, one of my favorite artists growing up was Young Cooley, man. Until he dissed me. I went to a studio session with him one time. No lie, this is a true story. He was uh, freestyling. And I think I had on a cool shirt with some ones. I think he was player hating because my ones that I had the suede blue ones with the gum bottom. Those are really, that, that was crucial. That was a crucial part of my life because I was really killing them. You feel me? So I walked in the studio. I think he had some regular white ones. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So home say, I think he on the, he on the mic. He, uh, we wear Gucci. We don't do a cool, something like that. At that point, he stopped being my favorite rapper because, uh, yeah, that was just lame to me. I came in and show love, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Woo-woo. But, Young Cooley, one of my favorite rappers growing up, had a line that said, It costs to stay alive, but if you broke, I guess you die. It costs to, listen to me, listen to me now. It costs to stay alive, but if you broke, I guess you die. <laughs> yeah, that was a bar. You're not hearing him, though. And I, I really don't even know if when he said this, he was as enlightened as he said. I think it just rhymed for him because no, seeing him and how he moved personally, I don't think he was on that thinking wave. You know what I mean? But that that line means something. In this America, you got to have you some money. Everything's a money grab. Everything, they, it, it costs to stay alive. So if you broke, I guess you die. It costs money. Listen, I'm going to break it down. America set up to where it costs money to do anything. You want to have fun? It costs money. You get sick? It costs money. You want to be smart? It costs money. You want to be healthy? It costs money. You get in trouble? It costs money. You want to live a certain life? It costs money. You have to have to have money. You have to have to have to have money. It costs to stay alive. So if you broke, I guess you die. Listen to that. I'll never forget my mom. My mom was originally the first person to put this lesson into me. Um, I think she explained, you need to start eating healthy, but go to the grocery store and see how much the healthy food costs. Go to the egg section and look at the eggs that the black people get. And when she said that, uh, the usual eggs you grab. And then look at the organic eggs and see the price difference. There is a price difference. 
because it costs money to eat healthy in this country. The welfare, look at look at the stuff on the because I think there's a a tag on uh on the groceries that if you get it as food stamps, look at the the food that they allow black people to eat on food stamps. And you and you wonder why we have diabetes and why we like certain stuff because they only give us access to the foods that are bad for us. That's the healthy part. Right now, if you get sick, obviously not Corona. Before pre-Corona, okay, you sitting at home, your your kid comes to you and says, "Hey, mommy, I'm sick." I need medicine or whatever. And you say, you you, you check. Because your mom, you know, you go to Walgreens. And if you don't have money, you're going to get the generic stuff. You're not going to get the stuff that really works, that, work, that works right away or works the, the best for it. You, you, you don't have enough money to do that. You don't even have enough money to get sick. Some people in this world right now don't even have enough money for their kid to say, Mom, I'm sick. Take me to uh, emergency care or emergency. I'm sick. Some kids. Do you understand that that will set a family back? You work two jobs. You put your kid in football. He tears ACL. He break his arm. Do you have enough money to take him to the hospital? The hospital is a whole new trick. That's a whole different systematic part. I'm, they're really killing us on all ends. But these two things can help. You know what I'm saying? These two things kept. You don't even have enough money for your kid to break his leg. And I'm not saying you as the listener. I'm just saying this is how they this is how they do us. All the people growing up in the, in the situation they are. I don't like calling the hood or the projects or whatever. But that's just, that's what we know them as. But everybody's growing up in these situations. They don't have they don't have money for their kid to to roll an ankle. They don't have money. Thank God that my I was in this situation and I am. When my knee hurt, my mom get online. It's fifty things coming to the house for my knee. When I got a headache, a week to start. Everybody's not in that situation. Some people are in a situation to where if they get sick and they go get that hospital bill, that will put them in debt. Which is debt is a slow death. When you hear the line, it costs to stay alive. But if you broke, I guess you die. You working all your life to work off debt. You 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 never just you never building money. You just taking a check. You in debt, paying the money off, living check to check. That's not how we're supposed to live. Now it's easy for me to say that. It's easy for a kid like me in the position I was and 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 all the blessings that I received to preach this message, because I never been down and out. You see what I'm saying? So I do understand. I'm talking from a different perspective, but at the same time, you have to find a way. I see. I have the luxury of messing up. I, I say this all the time. I, I have the luxury of messing up, slipping and falling, getting off track. Because the life my parents built Some people don't have that, that luxury Some people don't have that luxury to, to slip and fall You see what I'm saying Take a different track They, they don't have that luxury And I do understand that I'm, I'm empathizing with you I feel for you But I'm telling you Do whatever you can Right now in your power To get you some money So that your kids don't live like that Black men, black men, I'm, I'm, it's a game. Get you some money. Get you some money. If you don't have money, you'll never live right. Then you'll always choose the fast life.
And then they'll always be able to lock you up because they know, oh, he's poor. He needs some money. He got three kids. He he not clocking in nine to five to get that job. He uh, to get that money. He he got to do something else. It's a money game. They you'll do anything when you down and out. You'll do anything, and they know that. Black men, if you live in that life, though, if you are living that life, save some money. You will lose ten times out of ten. You will lose every time you go in that courtroom. If you don't have any money and you're not attached to anything, this is how they do you. You go to the courtroom. You used in there praying, just don't take me, whatever. Don't do this, don't do that. They slap a fine on you. They say, okay, you did this, I'm going to put a $1,000 fine on you, $500 fine on you, $800, $900, whatever the fine is. And then the judge is going to say, can you pay this in total right now? Can you pay this in total right now? And you say, yeah, obviously, you don't have $900 to spare. You don't have $800 just laying around somewhere. So what does the what does the judge say? He says, okay, boom, just go talk to the go to this door on the right, talk to them. They'll set up probation, and you're on probation until you can pay the whole total. As soon as you go on probation, you can't do any of the things you used to want to do. I don't even think. See if and then if if you're in this said life, you know what I'm saying. You can't go party with your partners. You can't. You know what I'm saying. You can't smoke. You can't you can't afford to, you can't even afford to really drink right now and get caught drink drive, drunk driving because that's a whole different money thing. You I don't when you're on probation certain probations you know what I'm saying when you're out whatever the case is felony you can't even have your gun. So you if you in that life you can't even be protected yourself and if you do and you get caught that's more time. It is a game. That court system is the like not having money. They they make you not have money, and then you enter the courtroom, and they got you. You in for life. You on probation because you don't have money. You don't have so and so dollars saved up to where you can go to the bank, get off probation, and then you're done with you're done with the court. You walk out the courtroom free. That doesn't happen because they know. Okay, if I get a dude who's down and out, I put him in the system. He comes in my court. He don't have enough. I'm a slap a fine on him that he can't pay, and then. Because I've been in the courtroom, I, and I've been able to pay those fines. But I remember paying them and thinking, what are they going to do with my money? What are they, what are, what are they really going to do with them? Where does this money really go? If taxpayers pay their salary, pay for the building, pay for the computer, what, what is, where does this money really go? And this is, this is some, sadly enough, this is somehow, sometimes how cities make their money. This is sometimes how judges make their money, get a cut from it. So get you some money because you're going to lose every time. The court system, is they're they going to kill you. I see it all the time. I, I've been wrongfully arrested one time. So that one time I had to go, I had to keep reporting the court, I had to keep coming to court. And every day I would go to court at 8 a.m. and see the black people, the black men enter this court and just shake my head because this kid don't know no better. I know he don't have $800, $500 in his pocket. He's talking to the judge crazy. He's not attached to nothing. He's dressed crazy. Not his fault. I'm not blaming that black man because that is what systematic oppression does. I'm just telling you, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it firsthand that those kids, because some of them was kids. I was a kid at the time. So some of those were kids, you know what I'm saying? I see it, how they do you, get you some money. It costs to stay alive. It costs to be healthy. It costs to get the good food. 
If you don't have good food, you'll you'll eat four for fours three times a night, three times a week. Four for fours is not healthy. Black people, the food that, that is cheap is not healthy. That's why we'll have high blood pressure. That's why we'll have diabetes. Because it, you don't have, you literally, literally the people that I'm talking about who are, are really getting affected by the systematic person, they don't have the money to do that. They only have the money. Okay, we're going to eat dinner tonight. I don't want to cook. Let's go to McDonald's. I I was blessed. I was different. I can go to, uh, I don't know, some food place. You know what I'm saying? We were, I'm, I can go to Longhorn. I can eat at Marcel's. I can eat at, you know what I'm saying, Steakhouse. Went to the Western, the Sundial. I, I'm t I, I understand I'm preaching from a different perspective, but I'm telling you, just do whatever you can to get some money so you can live like that. Education. And this is how they trick you even more. You got to go into debt to get to be smarter, to possibly earn more money. If that ain't the trick, you telling me, are you telling me? Because because most of these kids say, say the kid does do everything he, he's supposed to do. He does. He's from, he's from the hood. He does everything he's supposed to do. He gets to college. Then most of the most of the parents are like, well, I don't even have any money to send you to college. So what do you do? You go take out a loan. You in debt. You get your you get your uh, bachelor's, and then you start fresh in the world. Eighty thousand, ninety thousand in debt, forty thousand, fifty thousand, sixty thousand in debt. But your job start off twenty five, or it's hard to get a job. Now all the money you get is going to them. Then obviously add the car, rent or mortgage. It's a money grab. It's a life is a money grab. So I remember, I, I remember it was a job I was working in a warehouse, and I was like, "Is it? I'm out because I ain't never working in no warehouse again. I never work in a warehouse again. This is slavery. I'm not lying. You can ask my parents. Quit. Didn't go back. And I remember thinking everybody there, like. They got to, you know what I'm saying? That's not, a, that's not, that's not the life to live, to have to be attached to a job. It was people in there. I, I see, I'm, I'm always the young buck at a job. I've been working jobs and probably don't work seven, eight jobs. I'm always the young buck on the job. And my favorite line to my managers, the bosses, Hey, listen, I don't need this. I'm not feeding my kids. I'm not paying a mortgage, making money to save up and have fun, go to school. I don't need this. I'll walk out right now. And then every time I'll, I'll never forget everybody else's face around me who who would hear that, because they would be like, "Dang, I need this." Is he looking down on me? I'm not looking down on you. I never will, never ever ever will I judge or look down on a black person. I'm just letting you know, get you some money so you don't have to be in that situation. It's it's people 50, 80, or not 80, but 50 years old, 55 men working up, waking up, going to the warehouse to work, slaving, working a back moving boxes doing labor because if they if they quit they can't feed they they can't feed the people that they're taking care of they can't feed themselves don't be in that situation black people all right the uh, and I don't like to get radical but the group of people that are suppressing us have showed us the blueprint let's follow their blueprint i I see on Twitter right now there's this the millennials and Gen X or whatever. They're mad at billionaires, millionaires. It's like, it's an excess amount of money. We should change this. Do not try to change it because I'm about to start getting my money. 
I'm working on my craft. I'm about to start making my money. Don't don't change anything because they showed us the blueprint. They showed us how to matriculate through life. They showed us how to work through the system. You're like, well, it doesn't work because we're black. That is true. That is true. Only if you're surging and doing this stuff for the for those people. I don't. Want, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from saying the white man and stuff like that because that that turns people off sometimes. But they showed us the blueprint. We as a people have to make strides towards that. And this is, goes to my next place. I mean, this goes to my next thing. Black celebs, celebrities have failed us, so to speak. Black celebrities have sort of failed us. All the ones that you worship have sort of failed us. Why? Because I can't go anywhere and go to a black grocery store. I can't go get a black cell service. I can't go to a black airlines. I can't call my black Wi-Fi person. I can't go to a, a black bank that is huge and gives out crazy loans. That We can't do anything. We can't do anything of that sort. If there was really a race war right now, we would lose 45 to zero because they can shut off all communications, how we eat, what we eat. They control what we eat. Like I just said, they put all the preservatives and stuff like that. Black people, when you get your money, when you attach yourself to these groups, because everybody on the, everybody who's listening to this podcast will do this. When you attach yourself to those groups, when you get your money, give back. The black celebs have got their money, and I'm not hating on them. I'm not hating on them, I'm not saying. But the Diddy's of the world, the Oprah's, the Tyler Perry's, the Dr. Dre's, the uh, the black man at Morehouse, even though he gave a lot of scholarships, that was, so he did. He is giving back. Come together, form something so that black people can have a safe haven or, or somewhere to go. If said race war does happen, we have something or conglomerate we can fall back on that is what this whole podcast is really about we need to create our own system and how do you do that attach yourself give money and give back the more people that you make stronger they will those are who the people you you uh can follow on we have a famous uh saying in our community game is sold not told that means you got to pay, you got to put in work or something. You got to you gotta do something to get the recipe. You got to do something to get the answers. I'm here to tell you, I have the answers. I'm here to tell you, don't be that black person. When you make it, when you get your money, give your money back to the to the, the organizations or people that made you, the schools, high schools, elementaries, uh, rec centers, whatever. Give them money so those black people don't have to jump through hoops. Those black kids don't have to jump through hoops. When you are a top boss at your law firm, have interviews do not ask no black person to make no resume don't ask no black person what you done don't do, do, do. just give him come on free opportunities i'm giving away opportunities because that's how the world should work is the game should be told not sold but when black people get their money they, they i'm telling you that what they want to do they want you they want you to they want you to see they want to see you work as hard as they did and that's not how it should be the other the I, I guess I gotta say the white people or whatever they, they give their kids the world. They give their kids all the opportunities afforded in life. They do not tell their kid you gotta do this, work a certain amount to get this. They don't tell their nephews or or people in the community, kids they see. They don't say, hey, you gotta get a four and do this. No, 
Yeah, come on. Oh, you my color? Come on. I got an opportunity for you. You, you my color? I got some money for you. That's how our community should be. The more we give back, the higher we will rise as a people. All right? So that that pretty much about wraps it up, man, um, about my new style podcast. This is, these are kind of sort of the topics that uh, we'll get into. We'll, we'll talk about football. Don't worry. I know everybody was like, man, I, I checked in for football, man. I ain't, ain't signed up for all this. But um, I'm maturing. The world is changing. So uh, that's that's just what it is, man. So if you don't take nothing away from this, three bullet points. Attach yourself to groups and organizations. Get some money, all right? And tell the game should be told, told, not sold. Told, not sold. You dig? I'm out of here. I have the answers. Y'all follow me on uh, Twitter. I have the answers. You know what I'm saying? Instagram. Actually, Instagram. I have the answers. Um, repost, share, give me a feedback. I love everyone. E L E. Everyone love everyone. Um, and y'all, I'm out of here, man. Peace.